Hey, it's Tariq Ali. A little birdie told me that you wish there was more frequent uploads to help you in your healing journey and that you didn't have to wait months for the next podcast episode. Well, now you don't have to. Check the description to find out how you can leap into healing, the subscriber edition of this podcast where you will get weekly episodes. Yep, you heard me. Weekly episodes. These exclusive subscriber-only episodes will include tools and tangible practices and methods I've come up with to help you heal and grow, reviews of the main show episodes for messages you may have missed, and even more bonus episodes like affirmations, mindset shifts, and Ask Tariq. Check out the description so you can find out more and start leaping into healing today. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to That Conversation with Tariq Ali, a podcast where we have the hard conversations that help us grow. Um, It's been a while, huh? <laughs> I'm, so- I'm sorry that I'm laughing so much. I just feel like every time I come and do a podcast, I'm like, it's been a while, huh? But um, yeah, it's been a while. How is everybody feeling? Um, I'm feeling good right now. I am excited about this episode um, this episode is going to go a lot of ways, okay? I have so much to talk about. I'm pretty much going to just catch you up on what's been going on ever since the last episode. Um, and since I'm still in my healing process and also just being me, <laughs> y'all know me, I've just been learning so much. <laughs> and I want to share that process. Um, but yeah, um, how is everyone? How is everybody feeling? I hope that everyone listening is feeling great. Um, and feeling amazing. And if not, baby, it's only temporary. I'm happy that you're here because you being here lets me know that, you know, you're showing up for you and you're taking some time to probably dissect those feelings or make space for them or whatever it is. Or maybe you just love me. I don't know. But hey, thank you for being here is what I'm trying to say. Um, like I, I, this is my thing, right? But I do so much that sometimes when I get back to doing one of the hats, like I wear so many different hats from screenwriting to social media to everything I do. We're going to talk about it today. That sometimes when I go, it's like dusting off an old hat. Like I'll get it, get on this mic and I'll be like, wait, what was the process again? What, what do I do? Um, but if you have been following this podcast and listening to all the episodes, then you know, this podcast has been a journey for me with just Returning to self and just learning and relearning my value and understanding that it's just you, Tariq. It's just you getting on the mic. It's just you getting in front of the camera um, and being you and just talking like you would a friend. Um, and yeah, so let me throw my Crocs off, girl. You're going to get comfortable because I'm really excited about today's episode. Um, so today we're drinking Sauvignon Blanc. Um, and I didn't eat today yet, just smoothies. So we, we only doing one glass because I'm not trying to be woozy. Okay. 40 minutes in child. Okay. Y'all know me. <laughs> the last episode of this podcast, right. Was with Taylor and we talked about, um, toxic relationships and everything like that. That was, I don't know if y'all know, but that was a very random episode. It was not planned. She came in town and she came over to my house and, um, I just could feel her. And I, I saw the podcast set. I was like, God is telling me to sit down with, with her. But not only just like on camera, I knew she needed some light. She needed to be poured into. I can feel that. I felt that. Um, and so I said, you want to talk? And I said, would you like to do it on camera? Because I've filmed with her before. I know she loves, you know, helping people and all of that. So I knew she was comfortable with it. She was like, yeah, of course. 
And so we sat down and we just did that. There was no outline. There was no plan. Um, I just knew that she needed love and she needed healing. And so we did that episode and um, this, the response was amazing. Um, I, I, wow. She, I want to play a message from her. I want to play a message from her um, because it is so validating for me, but I, I, it just speaks to the purpose of this podcast and my purpose. Um, and it just really touched me. So I'm going to play it one second. Hey, baby. Um, I was sitting here journaling and I thought about you. So I wanted to reach out and basically tell you that you really helped me stop, start my healing process. Um, and I thank you so much for that. I was sitting here thinking like the past like couple weeks, like so much around me has changed, but in such a positive way. And I'm so incredibly thankful. I mean, of course, it's still going to be really hard. Um, but this is like the first time that I've really sat and healed with myself. And like, I'm just like, things are just going up. And like, you know, I'm, I'm having more positive people around me. And like, all the toxicity has like really left my life. And I'm grateful for that. Like, you know, you don't really see the small changes. Like, you don't notice them until you actually like sit down and like, wow, I'm just, I don't know, I'm in a new home. And you know, I'm just, I don't know. I, I wanted to reach out to you and just tell you, like, oh, wow, like, things are really getting better. I mean, this whole year has been really rough, but I finally feel like things are going up for me now. And, yeah, I just I really I wanted to reach out to you. I was thinking about you, and I hope you're having a beautiful day. And so, yeah, I love you, babe. So I wanted to play that because, one, um, I know a lot of you after that episode have a connection with Taylor. Like y'all feel like that's your sister now, which she is. <laughs> and she has like read everything um, that you guys have said online and all of the love. So she appreciates it. But I really wanted to share that because I want to just have a testament to what just supporting your friends can do for their lives. And not only just supporting them, but like everything that we did in that episode that I was doing with her, listening to her, not judging her, letting her just feel everything she's feeling without judgment, like, and being curious instead of like offering, I don't know, just providing space. And not only that, connecting with yourself um, and understanding what you're worth and your value um, is just so crazy because that's all it takes sometimes to change someone's life. And that is why I do this podcast not only to share my journey and so that, you know, you can take the tools from what the tools I'm achieve, I'm acquiring as I'm learning in my healing journey, but also to show you how to have conversations with people you love. Um, also, and then when I mess up, because I will probably mess up or just, you know, maybe in a moment I do. I, I don't know. I'm human. I'm not like perfect. It's like even in those moments, um, even when I do it to myself and I'm hard on myself and I'm like, Tariq, don't do that. It's all about that. It's about accepting the human sides of you, the human sides of you, <laughs> accepting your humanity, accepting the parts of you that you think are flawed, that are shameful, just all of these things and making space for it without judgment and with love. Um, and it's and when you do that, not only do you make space for yourself, because one, I was helping her do that for herself. In that episode, I was showing, I was letting her listen to her own feelings and then treat herself like another friend. And now through that, and she was like, wow, I didn't even realize I was doing, I was so hard on myself that I didn't even realize I was doing all these things for self-care, but they weren't even making me feel love. And it's just like, 
now she's able to connect with herself. And by connecting with herself, she's able to love herself. And when you love someone and when you love yourself, you protect them and you protect yourself. And when you protect yourself, you get rid of the toxicity around you and you create safe environments for yourself. It's just so it's, it's, I'm, it just makes me so happy. So I wanted to share that because yeah, that (laughs) I also made a, um, outline for today, uh, just, just to keep me on track because I want to talk about a lot and there's a lot of good messages today. Um, this entire episode will just keep on giving you going to think, wow, that was the moment, but then it's going to be another moment. You'll be like, wow. Okay. (laughs) Um, um, so I want to just, you know, with my ADHD as well. So I just want to, there's certain things I want to make sure I talk about. So if you see me looking at my phone, it's me looking at the outline, um, for the people that's on the visual on YouTube. Um, so like I said, that episode was random. I did not expect to have that podcast done. I didn't even expect to post it, but I went with spirit. I went with what was inside of me. Um, I trusted my gut. And I followed that dream. I know sometimes when we think of dreams, we think of it as the big grand things. Um, But your intuition um, and those visions you see in your head are also dreams. And so like I had saw that this could be a great moment and I acted on it. Right. And so with that, um, with my podcast also, I was doing like a lot of episodes and I wasn't doing like a lot of promo online for the reasons I've said in earlier episodes of this was just me just trying to find my comfort in front of the camera and just posting stuff online again. Um, so at first I was just posting episodes just, you know, to help people. And then at some point I was like, okay, I'm gonna do promo and stuff like that. But it's also really hard, um, staying, not staying consistent. It's not that hard staying consistent. What's hard for me is juggling every single thing that I'm doing. It's so like, yeah, I'm doing the episodes with spirit and with how I feel and when I think that something can help a lot of people. But there will be times where I'll have a podcast episode in mind or I'll like, I want to talk about this. I want to sit down and talk talk about it. But with all my different hats, they as a creative, they all put me in different spaces and different mindsets. Like, uh, I'm a screenwriter. So when I'm writing, my writing process, if you know any writers... <laughs> Every writing process is completely different. And when I'm writing, I don't like watch TV and it's not on purpose. I just don't want to watch TV. I like don't go out really. I don't hang out with many people. I'm like usually alone a lot. Um, I just have a very specific writing pattern. I, I uh, process. I go to the beach. I go to the park. I, it's, it's hard. Um, writing is hard. Um, and I want to do an episode about screenwriting, but I feel like I feel like people don't care. It's not that I feel like people don't care, but I've never seen people online or just doing videos or vlogs about like day in the life of a screenwriter. And then I realized, when have you ever made content or made anything because it was already done online? Like three. That's literally how businesses are made. You see a need in a community or at a market. And if it's not there, you make it. That's usually how it goes. So that shouldn't be uh, discouraging discouraging or discouragement that should be actually encouraging that you haven't seen that because it's so authentic to you and you're not forcing it and this will be something fresh and new so i'm if you guys are interested i mean i'm going to do it regardless i am now putting that within my spirit and in my heart that i want to start sharing more about my screenwriting and my process and just all of that um but honestly like writing is not it it just it just didn't seem like an interesting thing to most people but i gush about it like i gush like I gush. I love writing. Um, and 
that's me uncovering my little insecurity and me being afraid of like not being accepted or liked or not doing that well. Um, and when I've removed that and the fear of all of that, and I just look at this makes me happy and I'm passionate about it. And I could like easily make content around this and talk about it all day. That's how I know that I should probably be doing it. Um, so yeah, with that, I'm saying all that to say, (laughs) Hey, it's me again. I know you're enjoying the show, but I want to keep it ad-free the way it's been. That's the way it should be. And when you subscribe to this show, you're not only supporting your own healing journey, but you're helping us produce this show so that we can continue healing millions. Check out the description so you can find out how you can leap into healing and subscribe to the show today. (laughs) One thing about me, I'm going to tangent. Um, I say all that to say that... um, I was doing a lot at the time Uh, when Taylor got here and we did that podcast. I was getting a lot of good footing and leads and writing in my writing realm. So if you listen to my past episode with Taylor, I said that I had a meeting with a very big actor who I wanted to star in one of my film in my film that I'm writing. Um, And I met with them um, and it was amazing. It was amazing. And they're like, so when are you going to finish it? And I was like, oof. So I was like going through that. I was like, I felt like pressure to like go and finish this, the uh, film. But also on the other side of my writing, my TV show, um, my pilot that I wrote, my first one, uh, my managers, we had a meeting. We have like three meetings a week and we had a meeting and we have the production pro- producer list uh, for who we're going to send the show to. And so he's like, whenever you're ready, we can start. Like we can start sending it to market. And I was like, oof. And so like, that was happening. And then also on social media, I was trying to do those things while also trying to be consistent online because that's what pays my bills. <laughs> I don't make any money from my writing yet. Um, I was a little afraid to say that before because when people ask me now, I say I'm a screenwriter. But I thought that I had to, you know, people usually think like, oh, once you get paid for something, that's when you really are something. I don't believe in that. Um, no. Because you could do a lot of things that you don't get paid for, and that can still be what you do and what you're great at and what you, if you identify with it, baby, you identify with it. Um, And so before, I would just always say I was a screenwriter, but I would never disclose that I wasn't really making money from it yet. I've just been writing for two years. And like, I, you know, if you listen to Empowered by No, I was getting my no's and at different agencies, but I finally got my yes in July when I got signed um, to Gotham Group. I know I can tell you guys now, I'm signed to Gotham Group. (laughs) Shout out to uh, Ross Siegel, Ellen uh, Goldsmith-Vine. they're, they're amazing. I love them. They did so many things. She's so family guy, The Simpsons. They did The Maze Runner. They did a lot of stuff. They did a lot of stuff. Like people at the management, everything. I love them. Um, shout out to George, too, because George connected me. Anyways, I'm saying all this. I am not giving a speech to read. Calm down. Um, it's just my first time sharing, so I'm, I'm excited. But <laughs> uh, all of that, I'm not really making money from it yet because, you know, it, it's TV. You know, it takes a little while, you know, so but. We're at a point now where we're going to start sending my pilot to these producers and it's a long list of producers and yeah, then they send it to the network and all of that, whatever. Right. But yeah, I was doing all of these things and a lot of things was happening at once. But when I listened to Spirit and I did that episode with Taylor and then I did the promo, it was one of the best things to happen for this podcast. Um, so the people that love me and the people that have like come across me, y'all know about the podcast, you know, like y'all have been here. Y'all the OGs. (laughs) I appreciate y'all, but posting it on TikTok, it went viral. 
Like literally my videos with Taylor like garnered over a million views on TikTok. On Twitter, it got 1.5 million views. On Instagram, it got hundreds of thousands. Um, like, so it just brought a lot of more people to the podcast. So one, hi everyone. And then also Spotify reached out. I went to dinner with Spotify. So it brought a lot of good things um, to me when it came to this podcast. And um, it was all because I listened to Spirit and my intuition, even, and, and, and I'm happy I did it. Um, I really am because aside from like the career success, I cannot dis- describe how much I like cried <laughs> from the messages of people that really resonated with that, with that episode. Um, it means so much to me. Um, but all of that happened, right? And so that was a lot of work. And I don't, I, I know y'all think like posting content is just like you post a video and you keep going, but it's really not that simple. Like it's so much work. Like it, it's, it's <laughs> the hours and the days of editing and putting it together. And then once you post, you have to still be active. Like you have to still reply to comments, repost, boom, 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 keep it active. You have to interact in order for the algorithm, algorithm to work with you. And then also you have to post additional content so that the platform prioritizes you and continues to push your, your work. So I was like, I posted the promo and I'm like, now after the promo is going viral, but I have to keep posting. And so I'm like every single day getting up and posting so much content while my manager is talking about this. And, you know, I'm like trying to write this script. And then next thing you know, I get an offer to come to New York Fashion Week. Um, and this was another goal that I had. I knew that in my career, I've always loved fashion, dressing, style. I can dress. I've always been able to dress. Um, that's nothing new. It's just that I'm just now sharing. If you follow me, then you know that I have body dysmorphia and I know, you know, my body is what it is now, but I still have body dysmorphia. It doesn't go anywhere. So I, I'm just very intentional with it. Um, and so it's not as triggering and I, I hold it. I'm good with it now. Um, but before I would just never post my body because if you really scroll down my Instagram, you would just see face pictures because I did not like taking pictures full body. It made me uncomfortable no matter my size. Um, but that's because as a child growing up, I was bullied and made fun of so much for my body that I just got to a point where I was like, you know, the pictures I'm pretty. So let's just keep it above the neck. (laughs) Um, so, but I knew, um, at some point I wanted to start posting, more pictures of my body, uh, not not even just like my body, but like my outfits and like my fashion. Because if you know me in real life, you know Tariq can dress. So, and I even had one of my friends, like we was going, we had went to dinner or something. He was like, I love your outfit. And I was like, thank you. He was like, why don't you post this? Like, I was like, what do you mean? He was like, Tariq, that's Chanel bag, this boom, 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 this boom, boom. And to me, I thought he was just talking about the labels. And I was like, I'm not really like a flashy type of person. Like y'all have not seen my house. Like I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm just not that flashy. I feel like if you really got it and if you really live in that life, girl, you ain't got to yell it. I do feel like if you want to yell it, go for it. But that's just not me. I I don't want to make it a judgment thing. So let me not say that. I'm gonna take that back. It's just not who I am. I've just never been a bragger. I'll have my moments here and there where I pop my shit, like, and I'm going to talk my shit like, girl, boom, 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 you know, as you should, you know, get uh, big up yourself, you know, <laughs> talk your shit. Everybody should have those moments. But I'm naturally just not a show-offy person. I rather, I feel like it's even more powerful when you don't speak about it and people notice it. I think that's more sickening than saying, hey, look at my Balenci bag, rather than you put it here and somebody's like, is that Balenciaga? And I'm like, oh, Yeah. I love that. I, th- I love that. I think that's more sickening. <laughs> that's me. Um, 
But anyways, he was telling me, he was like, why don't you post more of your style and fashion? And it made me think about it. And so I, this was like back in like March or something, like earlier this year. And so I was like, you know what, Tariq, I made that a goal of mine. I was like, I want to start not only posting more of, you know, my outfits and, you know, my style, but like showing people I'm passionate about this. I I really am. Um, And so I started doing that and I knew I wanted to get the eye of Diesel. I love Diesel. Diesel is actually the fir- my first luxury purchase. My first purse when I was first like putting myself out there and like allowing my queerness to just be in the driver's seat. Um, and you know, like my what all of that. I, my first purse was from Diesel. Like, and I loved it. I've always loved Diesel even before the hype. Like, this was back in 2015 when people won't really talk about Diesel like that. Um, and so I knew I wanted to get the eye of Diesel. So if you notice on my Instagram. In my outfits, I've been wearing a lot of diesel, and I had the goal I wanted to get their eye, and it fucking worked. I got their eye, um, and long story short, I got invited um, to New York Fashion Week. They wanted to dress me. Um, they said they would dress me for a couple of events, and then also one of my favorite designers, Peter Doe. Love, love, love Peter Doe. Um, I didn't even know he was a fan of me. He followed me. Um, on Instagram. And I was like, I love you. And he had watched my content. He loved me. And so he uh, invited me to come. And so I was like, oh, wow. But I, to be very honest, it's going to get real transparent, girl. This this episode is real transparent. <laughs> um, my money has not been the same, y'all. It hasn't. When I've been taking this like turn into writing, it takes up all of my time. Like I said in my last episode, when it comes to like you know, making a decision of like, should I be doing this or this? Should I be doing school or starting the business? I was like, look at what you want to be doing in two years. And if you're not working on that right now, then, you know, that's a problem. Like you should be spending most of your time now for what you want to be doing in the future. If you just keep doing the thing that pays the bills, you're just going to, it's a cycle. You're just going to stay comfortable and you're going to, you know, you're just working for comfort rather for your dreams. And so I last year took off eight, nine months to learn how to screenwrite. And then now after that, I spend most of my time writing because I was trying to get signed. And like in my episode, Empowered by No, I kept, I kept getting no's for my writing and having no leads. And then I finally got signed. And then when I did get signed, they was like, okay, well, this is, well, this is your job now. Like, this is my team. Like, they get 10%. So they need something to get 10% of. So then we was having meetings three times a week and we're working. We're writing. He's like, okay, work on this. I think you should work on this show. This idea of it, oof, I'm writing. So I'm spending all of my time writing, but I'm not making any money. And so, but also I'm not posting as much. That's why I'm not as consistent with my posting is because I spend most of my time writing. Um, And also healing. I was also going through a breakup. So when I wasn't working, I was healing. I was taking like time to rest. And like, you know, I worked so hard for 10 years making content that I was like, I've gotten to a place now where like I can afford to relax Tariq. If you want to take five days off, take five days off. And that's my circumstances. That's because I worked my ass off for 10 years. I could do that. Um, so I don't feel bad about it. Um, like I would take time off just to rest and just to heal. Um, and so with all of that, um, I, 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 I'm just spending all of my time writing. And so without posting, also, I'm not posting, right? But also TikTok came in, right, during the pandemic. And now there's so many freaking creators. There's so many creators. You be on TikTok scrolling, you find a video you like and it's funny. And so you click that person's page. They got 5 million followers. You be like, who the hell is this? You, I've never seen this person a day in my life. They got 5 million followers. 
back in my day, <laughs> I say it like it's the 90s, but back when I was like a YouTube girl, right? Like what, what makes me me? You could count on your hand or you knew everybody that was somebody. Like you wouldn't go to a page that had 2 million and you wouldn't know them. That wasn't a thing because, well, also YouTube is different. Having a million on YouTube is not the same as having a million on TikTok. And you know that because you go on these girls' pages who have millions and you go on their YouTube, it'd be like 3,000 subscribers. And that's not shade. It's just that it's a different kind of connection when somebody sits down with you for an hour or 30 minutes versus a minute or 10 seconds on TikTok. Um, But I'm saying this to say that the raise and creators and the oversaturation, um, if there's a hundred bucks for 30 people, that's um, like what? <laughs> $3 per person. But if it's a hundred dollars for a hundred people, that's $1 per person. So pretty much the revenue has been split. The revenue that goes to influencer marketing and the money I was making before, you know, even like, and I say this, I say this to everybody. I'd be saying this to my friends. I'm like, name one OG, name all the OGs. Like, yeah, a lot of them are still making great money. But the money isn't the same. They're making money and they're making money in different ways because there's so many creators now. And these businesses, it's a business. They want their products in front of eyes. So it doesn't matter to the like integrity isn't really a thing that much in this business anymore. Like it used to be like you would get paid based off your impact and like who you were and what you've done. Like celebrities, like somebody you haven't seen in t- seven years, they're still going to get top dollar because of what they did seven years ago. But now these companies, they don't care. They can go to a TikToker with three million, even if he did start last week, and they will get paid the same amount. Um, so I'm saying all to say that the money has slowed down, girl. <laughs> um, and it's made me, it's, 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 uh, I'm fine. I'm really, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. I know I'm really fine. Um, that's a whole nother episode that I want to talk about because I have a lot to talk about in this episode that I really want to get to. Um, but I'm saying that to say that um, that's why this is me also following my dream. This feels like when I was in college, spending all of my time going to organic chemistry and bio, but only having the weekends to do YouTube because it was my dream and I wasn't making any money. Um, and I was making my money through college, my full ride and the refund. Um, so it, it's just so interesting that when you put yourself in a position to follow your dreams again, you're going to experience sacrifice, discomfort and risk. Um, but yeah, I, I was sharing that because when New York Fashion Week came up, I, looking at it, like I had to go to New York for a week, uh, like a week, yeah, seven days. Um, and I was getting a hotel. Like every time I went to New York before, I would stay on a friend's couch, but I'm just at a different place now, y'all, girl. I just live a different life, y'all, now. It, I'm just being honest with you, girl. I ain't sleeping on nobody's couch, girl. Girl, I can't sleep in nobody's couch unless it's a nice couch and it's a lot of space. But no, that and that's for like a one, two day trip. But this was seven days and it was fashion week and I was hiring a photographer. That's more money. Um, uh, one of my friends, Justice, who I knew back in college, he's a stylist and he's making, you know, more leads in fashion. So I was like, come, you know, work with me for some of these looks. Um, and so I was like, come out to New York. So my stylist. Um and then also like eating and then traveling. And then I have my puppy now and like daycare. So it was a lot of money, uh, unexpected money to be spending when I was in a season. I, I am in a season of just like reducing my spending um, and just being smarter about my money and budgeting because I know I'm not working and what makes me all of my money as much. And so the money won't be the same. And I'm not making any money yet in my writing until my show gets picked up. Girl, ain't no money. Um, you know, so I, it was it was scary. 
But something in me told me to do it. I don't do anything God doesn't tell me to do. Um, and so God told me to do it. There was something about it that I knew I needed to do it. Um, and so I was like, I'm gonna do it. And so I bought a flight the day before, the day before, and I made it happen. And I'm so happy I went because I went there with a goal. Like I went to fashion week and I was like, I want to make a mark. I want to, I want to turn people's heads. I want people to wake up and be like, Tariq. Um, and I want to show people that this, I can do this. You know, this is another industry or another market or another field that you will see me in. I want to be well-rounded in my career. I do, I do like also because that's just who I am, but like, yeah, that's a goal. And I went and I executed. So I was really happy. But while I was there during the fashion week, um, it, I had a lot of ups and downs, like, and I was working so hard. It's a lot of work. I know Fashion Week look like so much fun. You're going to the shows and boom, boom, boom. But when you're working, look, look, fittings, um, uh, taking pictures all day. And then also, a lot of people don't think about this, but like also like what I'm eating. I can't eat whatever. I have a sensitive stomach and like having fun. Like I, it, it's a lot. And then I'll blow and I can't fit some of the clothes. Like being a model girl, child, it was a lot. But it's just a lot of work and it's a lot of constant work. And but so I was having a lot of ups and downs of like em, like emotionally. Um, and I felt like. Like even when I was doing fashion, because like what happened was like I was doing all the work. I was uh, taking the pictures, going to shows, all of that. And then also I will have to post and make content, take pictures and then like also like post them online and then like posting a reel because pictures don't perform this like just working so much. Um, to the point where even when I was posting and like making a moment online or whatever, people are reacting. I couldn't even be present like I wanted to, because as soon as I posted, put the phone down next thing. And so I was like being very vigilant and like working really hard. So I, I wasn't really able to feel anything. I was just working really hard. Um, and so I had like days where I was like, look, I had stuff to do, but like, I need a rest today. Like I, I, it was some days like, cause also I was writing while also doing this, like trying to do everything. And I did see some of the, the love that I, I did see a lot of the love I, I was getting online. I really appreciated it. And I was happy because I really wanted that. Like I wanted to make a moment and I did like everybody was like Tariq, like <laughs> fashion where you ate like and people were coming up to me in person. Like I'll be taking pictures on the street and they're like, you've been eating fashion week up. I was like, thank you. Thank you. So like I was getting love like that, but I was also getting love from like, you know, my podcast, like I remember I went to dinner alone and the server, like she looked at me and she's, oh my gosh, she's probably listening. Hey babes. She was like, at first she was like looking at me kind of weird. And then she, she was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go get the bread. And I was like, okay, is she okay? Is she okay? And then she came back. She was like, okay, look, I, I just have to say it. Look, I love your podcast. And I was like, oh my God. And I was not expecting it. She was so nice. Um, and she just talked to me um, about the podcast. And she was like, I literally cried to it this morning. Not only that, on my way to New York, TSA, someone at TSA, a girl at TSA was like, girl, I love your podcast. And y'all have to understand that a lot of times when you start new ventures, especially on social media, the following, some they don't transfer like you think they would. They do a little. Like, I didn't start a podcast and start with like 10 downloads. Like, you know, thousands of people did come, but the numbers are not the same. Like you will see on my other platforms, like everything performs differently. Like, because how somebody wants to consume you 
for your content on Instagram is not the same for Twitter. You know, they may want to just see pictures of you, but they don't care what you got to say. So they're not going to follow you on Twitter. Yeah, I could listen to you for 30 seconds, girl, but not for 20 minutes on YouTube, girl. So it don't transfer the same. And then some people don't like podcasts. Some people like visuals. Um, and so it's just different. And so when I first started this podcast, I was not having people come up to me in person. The only stuff I was seeing for my podcast was like my audience online and people loving it, which I appreciate. I'm not downing that. But this was the first time like every single day I was having several people stop me about my podcast. And being that I started this to reconnect with myself um, and just being me and being real and being honest, it has been so validating. Um, but I realized during this week, it was also making me sad. It was making me sad. Like I was happy that I was getting these words. But I also was going into a state of depression in New York. It was like four days in. I was getting all this love from like the pictures and my looks, but also the podcast. Like I was getting all the love from that. And it made, I was feeling really sad and I didn't know why. I would wake up and be like, why do I feel so heavy? Why am I sad? And I know when I'm sad now, like, I, you know, and I, I was like, but I didn't know why. And so what I do when I really can't put my finger on how I'm feeling is I journal. And I have talked about journaling on this podcast. I have talked about journaling, you know, online. And people um, sometimes ask me, you know, what are your prompts with journaling? Um, you know, like, how do you go into it? Um, and I've never really explained it. And so what I want to do today is actually read um, my, some of my journal entries while I was feeling this. Like, I was feeling uncomfortable. I was feeling sad. And I want to read literally what I wrote. And so I, so you can hear what, so you can hear what it's like. Um, and I don't have prompts. I, I don't have prompts. I literally just sit down and I let myself write. I literally just write whatever comes down. You put a pencil in your hand and you let your hand do the work. Your feelings will come out. And because you can't write as fast as you can think, only the things that really are on your heart are going to come down. And sometimes you'll read it back or you'll be writing. And you'll realize how you feel even more. This is September 9th, uh, 2022. So I'm at Fashion Week and it's been a couple of days and it's been going amazing. It's dot, 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 everything I wanted it to be. I'm looking good, taking good pics and making a name for myself in fashion like, like I wanted. But I started feeling empty. Honestly, when I said that, I pointed, I drew a... a arrow to I started feeling empty. And so then I continued. Honestly, when I said that, what instantly came to mind is just my moments of having my ego bruised, not being as respected at, I'm not going to say where, but it was a certain event at Fashion Week where I, somebody, they made me feel really small. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm going to skip past that part. <laughs> um, to the parties, the clubs, uh, the lists. And the lists at the clubs and stuff like that, they're very shady. But um, And then when people do speak or like me, they just assume I'm a model, um, which makes sense considering it's fashion week and like how I look. But it bothers me that I am not Tariq the writer to the world yet. When that is where my passion is and that's what I know is my superpower. I think I'm sad because even with getting my yes um, from the management and getting signed and making strides, I'm still Tariq Ali, the podcaster, the YouTuber, the TikToker, the body, etc. 
everything but the writer, the filmmaker. And I know it's coming. I think it just makes me sad because everyone sees everything but what I want them to. I feel invisible and the identity I identify with the most, which is writing. Writing this helped me really understand where my sadness was coming from because I'm truly happy with everything that's going on and happening in my career. I just can't, I just want and can't wait for people to see, compliment, and fall in love with my writing. It's coming. Keep going. We're just laying all the foundation down right now. So, like I said, I that was not on top of my head. I really just let myself write, and it came up. And so with that journal, I realized that I was feeling empty. And I realized that I was not being seen for what I see myself as. Um, and so I felt invisible. And though you, I think it just goes to show that you can get so much love You can get so much love, but if you don't feel understood or if you don't feel seen for the thing that you want to be seen for, it it, it can hurt. And it was hurting me because, like I said, I spend all of my time writing, y'all. Like, I do all the other stuff part-time. So while it's great that everyone loved it, um, I don't know, like, my writing, I I love those things, too. Don't get me wrong. I'm so appreciative. I'm so appreciative. Please don't stop. But it's just the fact that, like, I have spent two years writing my ass off. I have written hundreds of pages. I've written three TV shows at this point now in a film. And nobody knows how good of a writer I am other than my writing assistant and the people that signed me. And the people who said no that loved it too. But it's just like, it, 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 is, it makes me feel so invisible because it, it, when all of my friends, anybody that knows me in real life, when they meet up with Tariq or they talk to Tariq, I talk about writing 80% of the time. When we are talking about what you doing today, writing, you know, like, so it, it just, it was hurting me um, to know that nobody can see that. Um, and I know it's coming, but that doesn't change the fact and the reality that nobody does know that yet. You know, so you can live in faith and you can live in, you know, hope, but it doesn't change your reality right now. And I think I was just, before I was even getting to acceptance, I had to first learn it. You know, you can't have learning and acceptance at the same time. Like, it's going to take you some time. Like, yeah, you realize something now, but it's going to take some time to live into that new realization and to put it into action and to get to acceptance. And so it made me feel good to learn that in the moment um, because then I don't, I just don't like being oblivious or confused with my feelings. I hate when I don't feel good or I feel not okay. And I just let it sit there and I just continue with my day and I do the motions. Because what happens is those feelings don't go anywhere. They stay there. Even if you don't feel the same in three days, you compartmentalize and you put that somewhere, right? Um, It's still inside of you. Um, So I always like to do what I need to do to slow down to figure out what I'm feeling. If if it is talking out loud, if it is podcasting, if it is journaling. Um, And journaling has been one of the greatest methods for me to get to the bottom of how I'm feeling. Um, And so that was me when I first realized and learned why I was sad. Knowing that I wasn't okay and knowing that I was sad, right? Learning this, writing this down, I was like, oh, I'm sad. (laughs) So I went through fashion week, right? And I was still working, but in the moments that I had downtime, I I stopped going out like halfway through fashion week because I knew I was sad. And then I knew I needed to take care of myself. So instead, when I wasn't working, I was taking time to spend time with myself and love on myself and 
Yeah. Just take care of those emotions because like I said, they don't go anywhere. But once you know it's there, it's about holding them and allowing yourself to be sad and, and saying, Tariq, I know we sad. It's okay. Let's, let me take you to dinner. Let's go to dinner. Let's take a walk or let's meditate. Let's just spend time on us. Um, it's just like a friend, right? It's like when a friend is sad and you know, you ask them what they need. And I know me, I'm a quality, quality times person. And so when I'm not okay, I just spend a lot of time with myself. It makes me feel important because I, I love people and I overextend a lot. I used to overextend myself a lot for people and I'm a healer. And so I do that a lot so that when I don't do that, it's, it makes me feel really good that I'm like doing it for me because I wouldn't do that for me. I would just do it for every, for everyone else. Um, so yeah. Um, so the next journal entry is on September 14, 2022. And this was five days later after realizing I was sad and I took care of myself, right? So I said, I'm on the plane on the way home from New York Fashion Week and dot, dot, dot. It was an experience. It honestly is a lot to process. I mean, one, it's a big deal and I love fashion. So I'm so honored and happy I could be a part of it. Um, but I still have not taken the time to actually feel it, to let it sink in my soul that I was a part of Fashion Week, you know, that I was dressed by Diesel to, and Peter Doe, two luxury brands. Vogue posted me. I think that because my head is always focused on the big picture, I don't get to appreciate the small details. Like, yes, I want... I wanted me being impactful in fashion to be a part of my career and brand. So I saw this as another task on my to-do list. But Tariq, it is a big deal. It's not just something on your to-do list. And I want to slow down and receive it. The fact that this was not sitting at my feet. I wanted something and I went after it and I executed. So I'm proud of myself. And two... I realized that after getting a lot of praise and love for my body, fashions, beauty, all of that, I started to feel sad because it wasn't about my writing. And that's what I feel represents me the most. But after a couple of days, I feel better. But if anything, it helped me understand that my purpose will always be my passion and my main concern. So with that, I, I realized that I was happy about Fashion Week, right? But I wasn't able to feel it. And when I really sat down and I thought about that, the reason I wasn't really able to feel Fashion Week and the podcast and everything happening that was great and that I wanted and that I wanted to feel was because, like I said in the journal entry, I was focusing on the big picture and not the small details. And in another way that I could say that is I was only focusing on the big victories and not the small ones, even though these aren't small victories. Like, this is a big deal. Like, people were like, Tariq, this is a big deal. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> but the reason I wasn't feeling it was because I was waiting until my show got picked up to be happy. <laughs> I put a goal post on where I was reserving my celebration that when I get here, I'll be happy. When I get here, I'll celebrate. When I get here, it'll all make sense. When I get here, I'll have value. When I get here, I can rest. And I, I, I'm happy I came to that because it's some, something that I know for sure with, with everything I've been through, the goalposts will continue to move. What was my goal three months ago? To get signed, right? 
I got signed. And, and though I did allow myself to feel that, I have a new goal now, right? And it's going to keep moving. Once the show gets picked up, and then it's going to be, oh, my film. And then the film is going to be something else. It's, it's, the goalpost is going to continue to move. And so if you reserve your happiness for where that goalpost is, your happiness, you'll never feel it. You'll never feel your victories. You'll never feel when you deserve to feel and receive your flowers. You'll get flowers from every single person around you because they see it. They see your hard work. They see your dedication. They see your talent. And that's why when they say congrats, you're just like, thanks. Because you don't have what you want yet. But I'm like, Tariq, you have so much. You have so much. You and, and you have done so much already. You're successful now, babe. You won't be successful when the show gets picked up. You're successful now. You're doing so much today. Today you're successful, right? Like you wanted to do this podcast and you know, you low-key been procrastinating a little bit, girl. You've been a little scared. Um, <laughs> but you sat down and you're doing it. You're successful today. You're successful today. And you're, you can be happy today. And I realized that that's why I was feeling sad. Like, yeah, I, I was upset that, you know, people don't get to see my writing. Well, that, that can sit on the table as well. I think that when people have all these emotions and they don't agree with each other, they're like, it has to be this or that. But we have to understand that all these things can sit on the table, right? Like, I can be sad and upset that nobody knows that I'm a great writer because they haven't seen it yet. And I can also know that I am a great writer. And I can also know that I can feel my happiness right now and it doesn't have to wait until my show gets picked up. Like it can all be on the table, but I just was realizing that I was reserving my happiness for reaching the goalpost. And when, with the understanding also that the goalpost would always move, I realized, Oh, if I keep doing that, I'll never really be happy. I'll always be waiting to be happy. I'll always be waiting to be happy when you have so much right now to be happy about. Um, and I don't want to force happiness. It's not about forcing happiness. It's about standing in gratitude because gratitude will bring you happiness. You can't really like grab happiness in the way that people think. Like you can't just wake up and be like, I'm going to be happy today. No, it's usually the other things that you do that bring your happiness. Like gratitude, like having gratitude in the moment of like, wow, Vogue posted me today. I'm so grateful. Like, and I'm so grateful that like I did this and that I acted on my dream and that I had a goal and I executed, like giving myself those flowers and having gratitude and all of those things, which will bring me happiness, which will make you smile. And I, I knew that if you keep this mentality of like, no, 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 I got to keep working up, boom, boom, boom. Like, nope, not going to celebrate. If I celebrate, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to calm down. I'm not going to work as hard. And, you know, I could be happy when I get there. <laughs> you're going to keep doing that for the rest of your life. Because not only that, you're, you're, you're going to train yourself. That reserving your happiness for a goalpost is normal. That'll be your way of operating. So that every time you make a new goal, you're going to wait until you get there to be happy. But the thing is, the goal will keep moving, baby. The goal will keep moving. Think about your goals last year. Are they your same goals right now? I mean, the long-term ones, yeah, probably. But like the ones you had, you're probably living in the goal you had a year ago. Like you wanted to do this. And look at you look around, you're like, wow, I'm living in my dream. That's another lesson. I had to realize that I was living already in my dream. I'm living in my dream. We some, like I, I had a mentality where my dream could only be one thing. And because we keep coming up with new goals and new dreams, like my dream before, I remember in high school, my dream was to go to college for free. 
That was my biggest dream. I did that. And then when I got to college, my dream was I want 100K subscribers. And isn't, you're not replacing the dream. The old one didn't die and then you make a new one. No, you achieve that one. Put, get your flowers, girl. It's a trophy. Put that on your showcase, girl. It's, that's a new dream that you're making. But I, in a way, I was kind of seeing it as like, I'm waiting for my dreams to come true when I realize a lot of my dreams have already come true. My dream was to move in high school. You can look on my YouTube in high school. I said, I want to go to college for four years, move to LA and uh, have at least 100K on YouTube. And also I want to start doing acting and like getting into Hollywood. That's why I want to move to LA after I graduate college. I did every single freaking thing I wanted to do. I'm living my dream. I live in a three bedroom house alone with my puppy. I'm living the dream. I'm living my dream. And sometimes we just got to slow down and realize and look around us and be like, wow, everything I wanted years ago, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And you may not be doing every single one. I've had the dream as a kid all my life to be in Hollywood, to, you know, TV shows, movies, all of that. And that's still going to happen. But that doesn't take away from all your other dreams. Um, and so that was a huge lesson for me. It was that I was waiting to be happy. And, and when I realized that, I accepted it. And then as I continued, I was like, I want to have more gratitude in what I have done already and where I am now and live in that and be happy. And the more that comes, that's more to be happy about. That's not when I'll be happy. That's more to be happy about. Um, and so that was one part of it. Um, but the other part of it was that I was, because I do so many different things, to me it feels like, you know when you was in like high school and I was the type of student where I would get like all A's and two B's and then I'd be like, oh, next semester, I'm gonna like focus on those two B's. I turn those B's into A's and then the other classes, they go down to like a B. And I'm like, what the heck? And that's what it feels like. It's like I'll work really hard on the podcast um, pro, uh, in promo, just oh, the podcast, right? And I'll do all of that and I'll be like, I'll be like Oof, I did that. And then I move on to writing and then I'll write so much. And then I'll be like, Oof, did that. Then I move on to the next thing. Um, Instagram, maybe taking pictures, just whatever. TikTok, doing TikToks. And I'll do that really hard. And I'll be like, Oof, did that. But because they're all completely different and they're different realms and they're different hats, it would sometimes feel like I'm not doing enough, like I'm not working hard because I kept taking breaks and going to the other thing. And I'm so used to always juggling so much that I always feel like I'm not doing a lot because like even in college, like I said, I would do so much. Um, and even in high school, I was like the coach of the step team. I was National Honor Society, SGA president, like PGRAS, like, you know, the county SGA. I was doing so much while also doing scholarships. So I'm so used to juggling things where I created a norm where I always felt like I wasn't doing enough or I didn't allow myself to rest because I'm like, Tariq, you only did a week of podcasts. Like my last podcast was like a month ago. So to a lot of people, it's like, girl, he only do one podcast a month. Like, girl, what you working hard on? But it's because I'm doing so much. I thought in that same way and I was hard on myself in that way. And so I would work my butt off. I work so hard. I work so hard all the time. Um, and I'll do that. And with that mentality, I would unconsciously push myself to burnout. I would get to a place where, say, I just finished writing and it's time to do TikTok or podcast, whatever. And I'll be burnt out, exhausted, exhausted. 
exhausted. Like I can't. I, and I made a TikTok and I put this on my Instagram story. Exhausted. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't want to do anything. Um, and the way that my therapist described this, this is uh, actually like psychology. She was like, the way that it works, it's uh, for the visual people, I'm going to use my hands, but I'm going to have to describe it for the audio. Um, I'm stacking my hands with some space in between. So there's like a top and there's a bottom, right? And there's some space in between. And so she said that when you are at a good place or you're, you're working at a, you're working hard, but you're just working good. You have a good work-life balance. There we go. You're in the middle. You're in the middle, right? Like right here. Um, and what happens is when you work really, 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 really hard and you don't even give yourself time to rest, like the bottom is rest and the top is like, I'm working every second. What happens is you worked really hard and you get really, really to the top and you're working really hard. And what happens is you drop and you go to burnout at the bottom. She said the goal is to stay within. Okay. So that when you do start working really hard and you find yourself getting really close to like, well, you maybe don't even push yourself that close, girl. Don't, don't play defense, girl. But like, she's like, when you see yourself getting up there, you're like, oh, I'm getting tired. And it may just be a moment of like, oh, wait, I'm getting really exhausted. <laughs> I'm getting really exhausted. You get up there, right? That's when you know you need some rest. Like, oof, it, it's happening. Like, it's, it's, it, I'm feeling a burnout coming. Let me take a day off. Let me rest. Um, because what happens is you do that and it'll bring you back down to the middle. And so that you can stay in a state of being able to work rather than working your ass off every single second of every day for two weeks. And then you are not inspired to do anything for a whole. Burnout is unpredictable. It can be a day. It can be a week. It can be a month. It can be a year. And so it, now I have this thing of like when I even feel myself even feeling like really getting close to that burnout, I'm like, yeah, Tariq, you need some time to relax. You need to relax. Let's take a day off. And so the crazy thing is I am not done. The crazy thing is I have so much more to say, right? So, yeah, that's what happened. I was I did the podcast. I did New York Fashion Week. I came back. I was writing instantly. I was just going hat to hat to hat, right? Going all through all the things I needed to do. But not only that, that's physical work, right? That's like all the physical, but also the mental work. I just realized so much through my journal entry. And it's like through the accepting and the healing, the emotional and the mental work that I'm also doing. So while I'm also doing the podcast and sitting down and doing all the physical things, my mind is going crazy, like uh, 5,000 thoughts a minute. Because I'm thinking about, you know, all of the things I'm journaling. I'm thinking about, you know, like the money, like I described earlier. I'm thinking about, you know, um, just so much. And so I was exhausting myself physically, mentally, and emotionally to a point where I felt paralyzed. Um, I was getting to a, no, I was getting to a point where I was going to be paralyzed in a burnout way. But I was getting really close to it. And I realized, I was like, oh, Tariq, you're overworking yourself. I was like, you need to relax. You need to, you need to rest. Um, and, uh, I stopped guilting myself for rest. Um, because, you know, when you go to like motivational stuff and you talk to people who have been very, who are very successful, um, and we've talked about in my past episodes using trauma as a life coach and just like always like putting the fears at the top of your head to get what you want, which will help, which will get you what you want, but you won't find peace. But like, there's this, there's this energy with motivation that's like, put your emotions to the side 
And like, if you want it, you got to work hard. Like, and that is true. You do have to work hard. <laughs> like in this business, I have learned, especially in entertainment, it's not even about who's the most talented. It's about who wants it the most. Who is going to spend all of their time doing it? Who is going to go to rehearsal every single day for that performance to have the best performance? Um, it's just all of that. Um, but with that mentality, um, you know, we, that mentality is instilled in all of us, especially with the American dream, to a point where when I do let myself rest, um, I would guilt myself or I would put a limit on it. I would try to be productive with my rest. I'd be like, okay, Tariq, you're going to rest, but only two days. You only got two days. Um, and then like, like everybody's circumstances are different. Right. Um, but like, I would just like, even my rest was like very productive and like, a, okay, we're getting a massage today. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Instead of just letting myself exist. I was goal oriented in everything. Even with my rest, I should not have goals with my rest. Like, yeah, you can have goals and like, this is what I want. This is what I need. But those aren't goals. That's what you need, baby. Drinking water isn't a goal. You need water. You know, like, you know, unless or eating isn't a goal, you know, that I mean, eating isn't. Yeah, eating isn't a goal. That's a need. Unless you're like, you know, dieting or something. That's when it becomes a goal. But like rest, I was being very goal oriented and I was even trying to be productive while I was resting. Um, And I would guilt myself if I rested too long Um, or I'll be like, okay, I'm a rest, but I got to start back on this on Monday. So I'll be like, okay, Tariq, don't worry about it. Boom, boom, rest. Come Monday, if I still don't feel okay, I'll be like, look, you got to work though. You got to work though. I know you don't feel okay, girl, but you got to work. And like I said, we all have different circumstances. I am at a place in my career. I worked my ass off for 10 years. So if I, if Monday comes and I want to rest, it's because I can. (laughs) And, And I'm saying that with just like, it's about also knowing where you're at. Do you have the space and the availability for these things? Every You know your life better than anyone else. But I had to stop guilting myself, one, for resting, um, and two, also not being productive with my rest. And three, on top of that, for my Black people, yes, this is for my Black people, but also any people that have generations of, like, hardworking people. Maybe you're an immigrant and like your parents came here to give you a better life, a better education or whatever it is. Um, And we always are working in a way of like trying to make them proud and trying to make sure that their hard work wasn't in vain. I want you to understand, baby, that your rest validates their hard work, even if they don't understand it. And I say even if they don't understand it, because a lot of the older generations, sometimes they see you resting or they see whatever. And because they weren't, a, they didn't have the space to do that. They had to work hard for you to rest. But they're still projecting the way that they had to be onto you. But if you have the space and the availability to rest, I want you to know that you are healing your ancestors. Because they cannot. Even if my great-grandfather was a screenwriter, I doubt he would have any leads in his time. I don't think anybody online would even... There wasn't an online back then, but I don't even think anybody would care to hear, you know, his journey, his stuff. Like we have so many more privileges that they didn't have. And so our rest is a privilege, babe, just like you being on television or you uh, being a doctor, you being a teacher, you going to college is their prayers being answered, their hard work being shown. Your rest is that as well. It's validation for the hard work they had. And 
especially with me being black, like my ancestors were, were slaves. Rest was criminal, fatal. If you rested and you didn't work, I bought you to work. Not only that, speaking, speaking up, having thoughts, being educated. So in every way, my rest is validation to my ancestors. When I take this nap, baby, when I take these days off, oh, it's not just me in that bed, baby. It's me and my ancestors. Oh, we resting, baby. So I want to just speak to the power of rest and how also now I see my rest a part of the work. That's not, oh, I'm working five days a week and then I rest on the week. No, your rest is also a part of the work. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if you don't rest, remember that thing we just talked about? Uh, being hyper vigilant and working really hard and you go to burnout? Baby, that means if you don't rest, you will get to burnout and you won't be able to work. <laughs> you won't be able to work. So you have to rest to work, which means it's a part of the work. You got to break. You have to rest. You have to give yourself space in order to keep working. If you work every single day and every single second of the day, you won't even live as long because your body will be exhausted and tired. Your legs will give out. If you try to work out all day at the gym, your body will give out. You have to rest to work out. You have to have rest days. Like I'm starting to understand that the rest is also on my work to do. When I plan, the way that I plan my schedule now, I do it weekly. This week is writing week. This week is like podcast. This week, whatever. I put rest in there. Because I know if I do week, 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 week of work, 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 I'm going to burn out. And I won't be able to do anything. And I won't be able to create the art. I won't, be, I won't be able to come here and to give these words. So that's why it's important that I do rest. Yeah, that was, that was my word. Um, I actually have so much more. <laughs> But instead of talking about the second part, there's a part two to this one. How about that? This is going to be part one. And part two, I'm excited about part two. This one was transparent as well, but that one, it gets really transparent. Um, And I'm excited about it. But like I said, I just came here and I just let things flow. I didn't even finish my wine, but I let things flow. um, And I loved everything we talked about today. And I want to save the next episode for itself because it will really... Uh, help you get to the bottom of your depression, uh, get to the bottom of your feelings, and also help you identify the things that you're doing when you're in depression. Sometimes you don't know when. Girl, we're going to talk about it. You know me, girl. I'll start talking about it right now. My ADHD will have me forget that I was ending this episode. Hold on. Uh, But yes, I thank you guys for coming here to listen to me, to tune in, to show love and to heal with me. I hope this episode was helpful and insightful. Please make sure that you rate and you review. If you're on YouTube, you like and you comment everywhere. Just engage with it. Like if, if you just stream, thank you, but please engage with it. Rate it. If you already rate it, leave another review. Um, it just really helps. The more you do that, the more it gets more people to come on to it. It'll recommend it to more people. Uh, you know, like Spotify reached out to me. I have more people reach out to me. So maybe they can help and they want to sponsor the podcast and maybe we, we, I'll do more episodes. So it just will help. Um, so I appreciate you guys. Um, I love you guys. Um, and yeah, I'm about to go right. I'm so excited because I'm finishing my rewrite this week. I'm so excited. This is the last rewrite. Um, it was already ready before, but, and my manager was ready. He was like, it's great. 
But I was like, I want to change it a little bit more. So I could have had my show out there a month ago, but I'm not rushing it. God got me. And I'm excited. So, yes. Thank you guys again. This is the longest goodbye. Oh, I sound like my granddad. You know when they say bye, your grandparents say bye, and then it take them like 30 minutes to still get off the phone. Okay, I'm leaving. Love you. Bye. Hey, it's Tariq Ali. A little birdie told me that you wish there was more frequent uploads to help you in your healing journey and that you didn't have to wait months for the next podcast episode. Well, now you don't have to. Check the description to find out how you can leap into healing, the subscriber edition of this podcast where you will get weekly episodes. Yep, you heard me. Weekly episodes. These exclusive subscriber-only episodes will include tools and tangible practices and methods I've come up with to help you heal and grow, reviews of the main show episodes for messages you may have missed, and even more bonus episodes like affirmations, mindset shifts, and Ask Tariq. Check out the description so you can find out more and start leaping into healing today.